Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Who uh, who let this guy drive tonight? <laughs> nobody. Nobody let me drive? Well, thanks, nobody. <laughs> it's awfully kind of you to consider it. Nobody cares. Uh, playing the part of Ian Freeman tonight will be the Reverend Captain Kickass. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody deserves to tell you whether you have a job or not. Yes, he does. Mm. He does. <laughs> Uh, the telephone number, if you want to participate in tonight's program, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. Phone lines are open in the studio tonight. It is myself, the Lord Dr. Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Peakless Mountaineer. And uh, you've got the short name. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but in ways, it's more complex. Mm, there is that. You know, if if you ponder Peakless Mountaineer for a while, you're like, wait a minute. I mean, the first the first part of that is a word that literally no one uses. Mm. Yes, Peakless. Yeah, whereas the elements of your name are all familiar. Right. And mine are more of like a pastiche. I'm making fun of people with many titles, uh, essentially. I also think it's comical, right? So, you know, I... I do parody songs. I fancy myself a comedian. I've positioned myself as as such on the internet and in other places. And so people are like, oh, you're a funny guy. <laughs> so yeah. I'm still waiting for that rendition of I am nobody. I don't know if Ozzy Osbourne's in my vocal range. <laughs> I've I've covered, I think I've sung one Ozzy song, but poorly. Because, you know, I, I have a much lower register. I, I've only got, like, maybe three octaves of range, maybe. Uh, I like to stick within two octaves. But there's singers out in the world that are like, I have eight octaves. And I'm like, wow, I, you know, I don't know what you did to... And did you have to use all, all of them in this song? Yeah, yeah. It, hmm. Generally speaking. So, anyway, I want to... You got them, use them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, talent is talent, right? So don't hold back. If you have talent, go ahead and use it. I can uh, just see how that would be frustrating when you're trying to parody someone. Yeah, it's uh, it makes it difficult. Certain songs are easier than others. And other songs, I'll, I'll go out and I'll get like guests, guest vocalists. Like uh, the one I did, it's a parody of Temple of the Dog's Hunger Strike. Hmm. Temple of the Dog, for those of you who don't know, was a combination of two Seattle grunge bands. Uh, Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, uh, several yeah. members of each band got together and did this one-off disc as a, we'll call it a super group, I guess, called Temple of the Dog. They released a song called Hunger Strike, which everybody just hears uh, the the chorus is, I'm going hungry, All right? Something like that. I changed I that into, that I changed that into, I'm doing laundry. <laughs> and it's a vocal duet between uh, Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder. Cornell being the the guy with the like eight octave range. I don't know how many octaves he actually had, but uh, Eddie Vedder was the more like me. He's more of the two, maybe three octave range. Uh, so I did the Eddie Vedder parts, and then my friend Steve uh, out in Seattle did the Chris Cornell parts. But did you pretend that my baby is in love with you? No, I did not. Because as you well know, my baby's in love with Eddie Vedder. Yes. Thank you, weirdo. <laughs> I do want to say the irony of doing 
uh, parodying the Temple of the Dog hunger strike into I'm doing laundry, right? Which is just I'm doing laundry. Yeah. You get it. Uh, you can find that over at reverendcaptainkickass.com. There's a link to my parody music and some other stuff I do. Okay, another one that needs to be done is uh, something that Rage Against the Machine did <laughs> cooperate to with the indicate machine. that they are now raging on behalf of the machine. Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. So yeah, the- no, I had a buddy telling me about this amazing punk show with all these great bands and like Black Flag, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah, they're all wearing yeah. masks. They're all yeah. vaccinated. Requiring yeah. people to be vaccinated at their shows yeah. and things of that nature. You know, all those punk bands telling me to listen to the government. <laughs> mm. uh, what, one thing that COVID did do, and I'll get back to the irony because I, I didn't finish and my statement. And when did leftists get rid of all their uh, all their uh, question authority stickers? They used to have those. Yeah, they uh, did. Apparently COVID, right? That That is the time that no, I trace. It's, it's it's been happening for a few more years than that okay. well i think a major part of the turning point was about 2016 so like that was the point where you had this sort of uh newcomer to the the political field more or less who they hated because he's an obnoxious prick and at that point they're like you know prick. maybe uh, the although, establishment isn't so bad because <laughs> it's not this guy uh, i mean although, for all its flaws it kept us from having this guy in power see the thing is, my response to that has been the opposite. If Trump runs again, I may vote for him wow. just because I was so, so horrified. Nobody loves Trump? By, oh, God, no. <laughs> God, no. Um, but uh, Nobody loves voting? Uh, nobody <laughs> hates the uh the the behavior he has seen out of the leftists mm, for the uh, last I, eight years nobody is disgusted uh, uh just I horrified agree. i agree well, with I, your disgust and horrification I think an, another major turning point was uh with obama so i mean with obama you had like an unquestionable president because if you question him obviously the only reason you could possibly do that is on account of his race Therefore, uh, like you Walter had, Williams. Yeah. So you had his uh, his whole two terms <laughs> where where you could not question the wars. You could not question the government. You could not question authority if you, you know, cared about anti-racism. So, I mean, they just it, they atrophied that that ability. All right. Real quick, before I lose the thought, I mentioned that there was an irony in doing this parody song that I did of Temple of the Dog, the Hunger Strike into I'm doing laundry. Uh, and it was that I covered the Eddie Vedder parts. My friend Steve out in Seattle covered the Chris Cornell parts. Steve actually fronts a Pearl Jam tribute band called Washed in Black. He's a fantastic vocalist, and uh, I was able to employ him for this one parody song. So he actually goes out on a regular basis singing Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you you do the math. I was told there Is would he be Vedder at it? He is much better than I am. Yes, much much more better. Much it's he does a better much job. Better. Oh, better. He does a better job than I than I do. Mm. But uh, there was one time, better, and, and does better the better keep him in the chatter? I I don't know. There was one time <laughs> when I went to go see his Pearl Jam band uh, play live, and uh, before they went on, I bought him a, a shot of Jameson or whatever, and he said, "Hey, if uh, if the band is down, do you want to get up and sing the parody?" And like 
I was already intoxicated <laughs> myself, and I, you know, my gut reaction was like, hell yeah, but then, like, my better judgment kicked in, and I'm like, ah, that would probably you be You have that when idea. you're drunk? I, I, yeah, I was going to say. This that. one time, <laughs> this one time, right? See, this, this took a sudden turn on me, like, what I thought is, well, I was drinking a little at the time, so yeah. I was like, hell no, yeah. It, it went the other way. I'm, I'm a little... Uh, uh, less likely to hit the right notes uh, after imbibing, well, Jameson specifically. Well, it is a yeah. neurosuppressive, Alcohol. and that is some detailed neurological work. Alcohol doesn't make me smarter. Most of the stories that, that start with, I was drinking a little, end up with me naked on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so you're saying that's not the smart thing to do? Man, I gotta change my life plan. Not if you look like me. If you're a you know, pretty twenty three year old girl, you can make a fortune. Though. You're a, uh, that's a, you're a pretty twenty three year old girl? You got a gray beard. I mean that's sort of weird. Are you questioning my sexual uh, my, my <laughs> Are you my, assuming his gender? I'm, I'm merely asking a question. Slash age. Yeah. I identify as a pretty twenty three year old, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And and if you don't send me money on OnlyFans, you're transphobic. You've, <laughs> you've, you've got an OnlyFans? No, but I'll get one if somebody's going to send me money. It occurs as soon as I get anyone to buy this argument, I will. It there occurs to me that we should probably begin the program now that the first segment is almost over. Have we not started? We have. Yes, I thought we were doing it. Well, we are. Good God, what have we been doing all this time? <laughs> We've been—I don't know—carrying on. Yes. Carry it occurs on to me. Wayward, it occurs to me that this is the most bearded edition of the Saturday Night Free Talk Live ever. Coming up. What is the Great Red Migration? More Free Talk Lives on the way. Yes, thank you for tuning in and listening to Free Talk Live. And joining us on this Saturday night edition, we're here for the next almost three hours. And we're going to be talking about all sorts of fun things, including what is the Great Red Migration? We'll get into that in in a bit. Real quickly, a couple of people... Isn't that when they flee the Soviet Union? It could be a bunch of things if you let your imagination sort of take that away. It could be like uh, somebody running away from lava. (laughs) The (laughs) The great red migration, you know. Um, It could be people running towards a huge forest fire. I don't think that's Hmm. how that works. No? No. All right. Uh, real quick. No, they use prisoners for that, so they don't have any choice. There's a couple people. Although if you wanted to describe the spread of a forest fire, it could be that. There's a couple of people in the chat room. Somebody says, hello, Pope Nobody. Hi. Uh, somebody else says, where is everyone? Well, we're here, and Ex- you're here. Nobody's so. here. Are you still a Pope? Like, do you do you keep that um, title after having uh, given given well, the reins to me? Technically, I'm Pope Emeritus. Okay, but, uh, gotcha. you know, it's like people still call my dad Dean, and he's like 95 and retired. Yeah, that makes sense. I just wanted to point out, my church, all mine... It is now the. Mm-hmm. It is now headed by uh, Pope Hereticus the first. Yeah, it's true. 
It's true. And as such, uh, we, we have been uh, adding new uh, uh, estimated profits. Really? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. Well, let's, yeah. let's hear some well, church uh, um, talk. What most, you got? Most notably, Welcome Jesus. Welcome to church chat. Groovy, groovy. Yeah, Jesus was not on the list, and I definitely estimate him a prophet. Okay. I mean, there's a lot that he said that is 100% in line with the uh, the Church of the Invisible Hand. But how, yeah. how well, profitable? Well, I'll just assume that, that, that where, where he spoke, where, where, he, where he didn't, he was just misquoted. Yeah, sounds how about right. How profitable are profits? How profitable are profits? Yeah. Uh, we're still estimating the profits. What's the well, profit margin well, on profits? <laughs> well, since the purpose of a profit is to show up and say, you are screwing up in the following ways. It seems and hopefully to me, you'll profit by it. Indeed. Seems to me like uh, if you start trying socialism, when a guy shows up and gives you, you know, here's how these are the rules of reality and you are believing that they don't exist. And I got to change happen. the laws of economics, Captain. Exactly. <laughs> and so in that case, uh, your profit makes you a lot of profit let's if you see, listen to him. Let's see mm. if uh, we have a caller. His name is Tom. He's calling from New Hampshire. Let's see if he is a prophet. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Can you hear me? Hey, there, there you are. Go. Go ahead. Now, I had to hit now, a button. It's about, it's about the, uh, the abortion case that was a big news story. The oh, if you need an abortion, rape. just take the vaccine. <laughs> no, no. She's got the, the abortion case where the 10-year-old rape victim who lived in Ohio oh, I heard about was this. taken to Indiana to have her baby murdered there. And there's all, all this stuff about why couldn't she just get it done in Ohio. And the libertarians need to look at this angle of what the Ohio legislature can do to go further uh, and also uh, protect as many babies as they can. Do you okay, believe in say, DNA? What, uh, yes. But I, I want to mm-hmm. bring, bring something up here. Let's uh, say an, uh, there's I'm a pregnant even. eighth grader, a pregnant eighth grader at Winchester, at Driver Middle School in Winchester, Indiana, and her parents want to make her have an abortion. And so they're going to tell her, here's the thing, tomorrow you're not going to school, tomorrow you're going straight to the abortion clinic, in this house you're going to do as you're told. And she doesn't have all the answers herself, she's in eighth grade, but she does know that she doesn't want her baby to be murdered. So it just so happens that that day... Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that that, uh, that the parents are uh, took the, the girl to another state to have the abortion against her will? I don't know that. Oh. But I'm saying it, here's it in the opposite direction. Let's say a, an eighth grader at Driver Middle School in Winchester, Indiana, doesn't want to have the abortion. And it just so happens that she's on the school volleyball team and they happen to have a game going uh, that evening. And so there, she gets on the bus, and the bus goes to Union County College Corner School, where they're going to be playing volleyball. And she gets off the bus and walks into the gym. And when she walks halfway across the gym, she just crossed that all-important line on the map that means so much to bureaucrats. She just entered the state of Ohio, and right. now she seeks the political asylum under Ohio's laws. And the Child Protective Services in Ohio can say, oh, well, instead of recognizing your parents' jurisdiction because you're an Indiana resident, 
you are in the state of Ohio, and we will grant you political asylum under Ohio laws, and these Indiana bureaucrats can rant and rave all they Does want. Does Ohio law grant less authority to parents? Um, no, because but they I can. don't. I I think. I mean, d- depending on the age, if she knew what was going on, I I can't imagine a doctor doing. A procedure on somebody who said, no, I'm not doing this. I mean, it does happen. Doctors participate in executions, but uh, I, I don't know. It seems seems like that what, would what be I'm a pretty rare this deal. Is, this is what the libertarians can push for, is changing the Ohio laws so that Ohio asserts jurisdiction over the pregnant mm. girl who doesn't want to have an abortion, regardless of whether she's from lives in ohio or just happened to stumble into oh i completely state. disagree yeah. see i i'm in new hampshire because the la- the rest of the country is a lost cause so trying to get me to care about anything outside of new hampshire in a way that doesn't involve it moving it inside of new hampshire is yeah, well, not yeah i'd like to yet. i'd like to offer a counter uh, a they've counter got proposal. all kinds of screwy laws in saudi arabia i care not at all and i'm certainly not going to war with them. Let's, right. let's hear your counter. So uh, my counterproposal is this. How about we libertarians push for uh, a market in courts uh, for voluntary court systems that compete with each other to give us the service of justice? Because if we yeah, had like arbitration, yeah, exactly, Ar- like arbitration like arbitration, but uh, but eliminating the state's monopoly on the use of force in uh, court procedures. So if I decide of my own free will that I'm going to be governed by this court system instead of that court system, then I can appeal to these rules instead of those rules. Now, that might be such a thing as I believe in the court system that says that human life starts at first breath, or I believe in the court system that says a human life starts at conception. Now, the problem with that one is you're not even trying this as a murder case, which if you're going to consider that a, a an independent human being, then this is isn't a question of like, oh, well, you uh, broke this statue. No, this is a murder case or it isn't. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, it is or it isn't. But at the same time, it's it's something that's taking place inside somebody else's family and inside somebody else's body. So, like, I don't have jurisdiction to go peering up in your cooch to see what's going on in there and to see if there was anything not there today that was there yesterday. Hey, thanks for the call, Tom. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. I'm with you, Peakless. Let's have a market for justice. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com I'm just making weird noises into the microphone. 
You know, what's really funny is when nobody is not here, nobody is still here. Mm. It's true. And nobody cares. And nobody cares. Even though nobody is both here and nobody is like Schrodinger's human. He's both here and not here simultaneously. That's true. It's true. Because when I'm not here, nobody is. (laughs) And when you are here, nobody is. It's true. Yes. A uh, six zero three. So, so hang on, hang on. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I just had to get the number out there. Go ahead. Okay. So it's actually you're like the- a dog scratching. Like I had to get that out at that <laughs> moment. <Yes. laughs> I, was, I was holding in this 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 phone number. It, no, it's was- got to come out. <laughs> Better out than in, right? I also should tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You could go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. When you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you're already knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news all on a slick and easy-to-use website. Visit Bitcoin.com. And contrary to popular belief, that knowledge becomes more valuable when the price is low because there's more potential to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything that I'm seeing, like, if we're not at the bottom, we are getting there soon. And, I mean, when it's close to the bottom-ish is when you should be putting a little in, put a little in, put a little in. Because that's when it's cheap, and that's when it's going to be, when you're going to make the best profit. Dollar averaging is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. dollar cost averaging is certainly, uh, in my opinion, it's an opinion, uh, the best strategy for investing in cryptocurrency if that's what you are attempting to do uh, i am a little more than an investor and that is i want to see it be adopted uh, as a currency and thankfully i live in Keene, new hampshire where there's several businesses that accept not only cryptocurrency but also things like goldbacks alternatives to the federal reserves usd which has done nothing but lose money uh, longer than I've been alive, it's. I read something the other day that uh, something like let's put our money in an investment that never goes up. Right. Something like <laughs> something like a, a dollar today buys what a penny would be would be able to buy fifty years ago. Something like that. Uh, actually, it's uh, about a hundred. L- last last I heard, um, and and these are old numbers. These are like three years old. Um, but at that point, it had lost ninety four percent of its uh, yeah. of its buying power since they instituted the uh, Federal Reserve. Nineteen thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that was uh, calculated just by taking the cost of the price of gold. Right, right. Uh, what's funny about gold, uh, and this one's old too. You might recognize it. Uh, uh, back in the day, because around I'm old. around nineteen thirty. Well, you're not that old. You were born in nineteen thirteen. <laughs> uh, back in the day, a you know one ounce round of silver used to be enough to buy you like a really nice suit. You know, mm-hmm. if you had a formal occasion and you needed to go buy a suit, well, one gold coin would do that for you. And weirdly, today. One ounce gold coin is about enough. Like, if you want to go to the men's warehouse, get yourself a really nice suit, you can do it for that price. Yeah, an not ounce just of silver that, for a meal and look- an ounce of gold for a suit. Yep. Yeah, not just that, but if you uh, 
look back at the uh, at the old Roman Empire. I, I ran across this in an economics book. Mm-hmm. A one ounce gold coin was enough to buy you a fine toga, a leather belt, and a pair of sandals, which is about what you're going to get in the modern equivalent today. Are you proposing we have a toga party? <laughs> toga, toga, toga. No toga for Peakless? It's it's in my heart. Okay. I, nobody and Deep I, down, nobody I am I, always going to toga, see a toga. Okay. Hmm? You might need to see a surgeon. <laughs> like to get the toga out of my, my, uh, my arteries. for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe Mr. Mountaineer had not seen the movie Animal House. Is there anyone who hasn't seen that movie? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I, don't they show that in the womb these days? <laughs> no, no. A lot of people just get out of there. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's like part of the collective consciousness at this point. It was. It was so packed there was no standing womb. <laughs> I got womb jokes. Yeah. Is there womb for one more? There's womb for a first joke. Yeah. Once you've had a cesarean, it's a womb with a view. <laughs> I I can see you peering into that joke very steadily. <laughs> what is the great red wave Thank or you. the great red not wave migration? What is that? Well, according to the Epoch Times, and that's E P O C H, not E P I C. It might be pronounced Epoch. I'm not sure, but uh, apparently, more companies are joining the great migration to red states. Amidst predictions of a political red wave in the upcoming midterm elections, an economic wave has been building for years with no end in sight as companies flood out of blue states and into red states. As a result of its political what, divisions... they don't want to have half their earnings stolen? Yeah, weird, right? Like, wow, why would they not want that? Uh, America appears to now be dividing itself into prosperous, high-growth states... And states that are suffering a chronic decline. But Democrat-run states believe their abortion policies could be a key factor in attracting companies back. I don't understand that logic of thinking. How would abortion policies draw companies back to blue states? That, well, that you know, make you, want, you to want to keep your, keep your workers on the job, not mining rug, uh, rugrats. So, uh, you know... If you- <laughs> definitely better for definitely better for the corporation and bad for society. Now, I will say that those policies might cause a a blue migration in response. I doubt it because all of the blue states are failing. Now, the the thing that I'm curious about though, uh do you think that the people who do choose abortions are identical to the two people who do not? Uh, po- no. Politically, I I I would have to assume that political uh, leanings would vary amongst those both pro and anti-abortion. I mean, well, there I is guess... there is a strong tendency for the pro-abortion to be on the political left and the uh, anti-abortion to be on the political right. Yeah. Let's go but with there colors. Is definitely what what some... color would the pro-abortionists be? Red uh, or blue? blue. Blue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you know the the I mean, if a bunch of socialists are getting abortions. I mean, uh, from my point of view, I would rather have them abort their kids and have their kids, uh, you know, come grow up and redistribute my property. I'll um, tell you why you're <laughs> wrong, though. 
Mm. I mean, given given well, the, my parents were straight up liberals, so things do depend. Although I well, was adopted, and even then, I mean, given the the value that you stated there, so the fact that abortions are readily available all the time leads to a much higher promiscuity among socialists. So, well, within I, that within I mean, that higher I've, rate of I've promiscuity, I've always been in favor of promiscuity. Well. Uh, a lot of uh, unprotected sex, a lot of uh, uh, sex when you maybe thought it was not the best idea anyway, but uh, let's go ahead. Is the same true? Worst comes to worst, I can always get an abortion later. Is the same true with contraception? I've mm-hmm. never had that thought does before having The sex. availability of contraception, you can get it anywhere at any time, does that also ring true for what you're saying about abortion? Because it's readily available, it leads to more promiscuity. Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, the the uh, wide availability of uh, of reliable contraception uh, led to an extra. I mean, it, it basically was the foundation of the uh, the the sexual 60s, revolution. Sexual revolution. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. the availability. Oh, see, of I thought that was the market. All of a sudden, you're not a slave to your uterus. You can actually make a decision. It makes sense to have a child, or it does not make sense to have a child, and sometimes it doesn't. Maybe I'm thinking that that's just when the innovation spiked was around the, the sexual revolution. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is next. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of Beard Talk Live. I mean, Free Talk Live. (laughs) We are a live call-in radio program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind. The telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. Joining me, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Peakless Mountaineer. Uh, we, we were talking during the break uh, that you know Beard Talk Live might need to become a thing, much like She Talk Live. Yes. Right? But only the most bearded of us are on the show, mm-hmm. which just happens to be tonight. So hopefully we can make that happen again in the future. I'm glad you guys are here. We've been talking about this. Maybe we can get a clam to join us. only if it has a beard (laughs) uh we've been talking about this article uh, from the epoch times about the epoxy times uh, no that's uh those stories really stick they do they do uh more companies join the great migration to red states which I mean, we can, you know, go a little bit into this article. There's not much more to say other than that is a thing and that's what's happening. Businesses are moving uh, from Democratic states to more Republican states uh, in order to save on their tax liabilities is my understanding of, of how this works. Well, that and be able to actually produce things because, you know, people get regulated out of existence. Every hour you spend with some idiot bureaucrat who knows nothing about your business but is nonetheless going to tell you how to run it is an hour you can't spend doing something useful. 
And I I would say that the the new wave that we're seeing, because, I mean, as far as going to red states because you can keep more money and make more money and they're not, you know, complete failures economically, that's been true for decades. But going to what I think is driving this red wave of migration is the covid regime. Like people were in these oh, states that's that had these unbelievable tyrannical lockdowns, and I mean, uh, so like uh, while we were at uh, at Forkfest, you covered a a, a survey about like forty four percent of Americans believe we uh, might be headed to civil war, and uh, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it was thirty twenty eight percent something, but like uh, one of the things about that is like over fifty percent of people see the current government as tyrannical. Like oh, yeah. we have passed the halfway point on that, so I mean, uh, which I I gotta congratulate them on their finally developed ability right. to observe the obvious. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, glad, only, glad you noticed. We've only been yelling and screaming. It's a tyrannical regime. Like I don't know. Uh, for me, it's uh, I've been on this show for three years, and I did a, a little podcast before that. Well, that was yeah, the same and thing. Just think about their sales much. pitch. Think about their sales pitch. We're going to be your security company. And if you don't make us your security company, then we're going to become your landlord. And we're even worse as a landlord than we are as a security company. And only So you might as well just buy the security you don't want instead of getting the whole package you don't want. Mm. Um, you know? I, I mean, that's straight out of the mafia. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I use this many times to describe to people what a horrible idea and, and statism is. We're going to be your security provider, but when people are killing your children, we're going to gather outside the school and protect the killer from the irate parents. That will be our purpose, and all of those monsters should be indicted as co-conspirators be, uh, and, 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 and uh, accessories before, during, and after the fact, because they were literally providing that killer with security yep. to make sure nobody stopped him. Yeah, sure enough. Ah! Tell us how you really feel. I'm grumpy about that. Yeah, I, I mean, and everybody. I don't should even be. like kids. <laughs> everybody should be, and I, yeah, I have no kids either. But to to see that, and then to, of course, you know, we bring it up all the time that the the federal courts have ruled again and again and again and again that police have no duty to protect you or your children. Uh, none, zero, zip, zilch. Yeah. So take so they can force you to buy a product you don't want, and then they don't have to deliver it. Yeah, right. we had a caller shortly after that that was saying, you know, they really ought to legalize those uh, armor-piercing rounds, you know, so I can stop someone who's trying to stop me from saving my children from a killer. Yes, he had a point. Yes, they should all be indicted as 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 uh, as accessories. Yes. They are accessories to murder. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, back to the Epic Times. There is or, a great. You know, they could just turn up in a ditch. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> there, there is a great migration going on, and I expect it to accelerate. Says Glenn Hammer. Uh, I guess that's it. Or Hammer. I guess it's one M. Stop. It's hammer time. Hammer time. <laughs> uh, president of the Texas Association of Business. I used to work for a building contractor, and every time he needed a tool, he'd be like, stop, it's wrench time. <laughs> uh, when the Caterpillars and the Elon Musks relocate, it's an advertisement to the entire country, 
and the entire world that something positive is going on in that state. Does he uh, raise caterpillars? Uh, Caterpillar, the tractor manufacturer. Oh, oh okay. I, 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 gotcha. John Deere is not like, <laughs> you know, half man, half deer. I, I, I just have this image of Elon Musk sure. migrating, <laughs> and what does he take with us, this colony of caterpillars? If, if Musk <laughs> migrates, is he muskrating? I didn't know hmm. the caterpillars had musk. I need to brush up on my biology. New Caterpillar by Odeon. <laughs> it's got real bits of Caterpillar in it, so you know it's good. Yeah, one of the things for me about this whole migration that's uh, a weird overlap, because like at the moment, at the moment, the the political right, the Republicans and that sort of thing, are are less authoritarian. So I know that a lot of the people who are moving to these red states are also less authoritarian. Well, according to a 2022 survey, but Republicans of, are just authoritarian light. They're, oh, it, they're it goes back and forth. Freedom. It goes back and forth. Twenty years yeah. ago, when they were doing uh, like right up, right around 9/11, and let's start a million wars. Uh, the authorization for the use of military for or of uh, uh, military force, the yeah. Patriot Act. I mean, believe me, they were oh, yeah. they were not the uh, libertarians. During side the, of the 60s, not. they were literally enslaving people and forcing them oh, yeah. to go murder people in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. According to a 2022 survey of 700 CEOs, the top states for business are Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Arizona, and North Carolina. The worst were California, New York, Illinois, New Jersey, and Washington. Even companies like Apple, which did not move its headquarters to Texas, chose to establish its second largest campus for employees in Texas. Mm. So... You know, for a company that wants to appear to be loyal to the Bay Area, uh, they've built their second largest campus in one of the most business friendly states. Yeah, I mean, and Gates is a screaming leftist. Yeah, I, I honestly feel sorry for a lot of the the, the libertarians that are moving to places like Texas and uh, and Florida because I think that a lot of them are going to be severely disappointed at how authoritarian that is and how authoritarian it becomes in the coming years because this is a pendulum. It goes back and it goes forth. And at this point, we've, we've pretty much hit peak madness on the left, so it's going to start swinging back to the right, and the right is going to become more authoritarian and more insane so a lot of those people who pulled roots up to go down to to texas and florida are going to have to pull roots up again you don't to think, move to somewhere like new hampshire you think the that's madness, actually a anti-authoritarian place you think the madness is peakless yeah huh. well i mean if texas ever did secede they'd institute the death penalty for smoking the sticky icky that's true yeah yeah they probably would, and uh, now that I think it'd be worth the, I, I think it'd be worth the change because it would encourage California to secede. It would encourage us oh, yeah. to finally put through I, at least and the I'd option encourage of seceding. It because hopefully, all the morons who support the war on drugs would go. They got the right idea and move down there. Get the hell away from me. I firmly, <laughs> I firmly believe that the first state to secede from the union will starts the domino effect. Yes. I firmly believe that. No, maybe not the first. The second one though. It's like any social movement. They talk about the second man, right? The first mm. the first man who stands up, everybody sort of looks at him crazy when he's like, uh, hey, whatever we're doing here is wrong. Mm. Right? And everybody kind of looks at him crazy or whatever. Yeah, it's this the amazing video. Yeah, like, I've been uh, saying that dancing, for a long time. Like this one man dancing all crazy and that and like nothing happens. But then one other person goes and joins him and then it's five people and then it's twenty people and then right. it's the whole crowd. So once one state goes, another state will go. Once two states go, I 
think it's going to be a race to see who can secede, who's going to be the last, right? And the, right. the loser gets, well, I don't know, a lump of coal. The loser I mean, they're going to be bill. trying to They're going to be trying to stick the losers with going and killing those who have seceded. Hour number two of Free Talk Live is coming up next. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Our numero dos. Dos, dos, dos. That's uh, two for those of you who don't speak Spanish. Or uh, duh, if you're French. Not duh, but duh. duh. Uh, uh, what is it? What's your Einspy? That's two. What other languages do I barely know? Tell someone you love them today because life is short. But scream it at them in German because life is also terrifying <laughs> and confusing. It's English. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the phone number here. We're kicking off the second hour of tonight's Beard Talk Live. That's right. It's free talk live, but with more beard. There's this might be the maximum amount of beard that's ever been sitting at these three chairs at this show. More beard mm. than your ears have room for. Where the beard is bared. Uh, before we... Nope. Let's just go right away. Let's go to... Uh, we got Gigi calling from Charleston. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, everybody. That was a riot before I go into my current event shtick. <laughs> that was a riot when Mark said... Uh, that's too goddamn funny. That would be uh, that would be peakless <laughs> mountaineer. That would yeah. be peakless mountaineer. Calling... Somebody called me Ian earlier. You yeah, know, I've, right. I've oh, been I've been told Mark? that I'm almost exactly like you. So I mean, no, in the studio, oh. it's uh, the captain in the economy. Who, size, who are you? Maybe I I know. Right? I'm nobody. And then who are you? Peakless mountaineer. Peakless mountaineer was the one who said that. Gigi. Oh, okay. I beg your pardon. It, well, it, it's okay. Uh, 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 Mark considers me his replacement anyway. Okay. A few weeks ago, uh, a gentleman who was a frequent caller, also from Charleston, he identifies himself as Robert. I Uh, remember uh, the captain told him, please go online, read and learn, since Robert says he's a news junkie, with respect, uh, regarding his naivete with Mm -hmm. protect and serve 
the police. Using <laughs> oh, yeah. His absolute refusal force. to believe well, that they have I'm, ever shot a dog. That's right. That's right. Now we're hearing about the uh, African-American young man uh, from Ohio. How many goddamn bullets were in his body? Who was protecting and serving him? Mm. Yeah. They protected and served the crap out of him. <laughs> Yeah, I've they I've sure come to the realization is. that when what they say protect, great. they mean control. And when they say serve, they mean for dinner. Well, they do protect and serve. They just don't protect and serve us. They protect and serve the our self-appointed masters. Oh, they serve and, us up to their owners. Yes. Well, I'd like to know why none of the alleged police officers, and there are many, why haven't they been put on leave without pay they're still oh, yeah. getting their paycheck mm-hmm. well and supposedly mm-hmm. supposedly there exists uh, and i haven't seen it supposedly there exists uh, what are known as good apples within these police departments mm-hmm. and uh, it it is totally within the power of people wearing badges to improve their reputation how might they do that you might ask well i keep telling them that the easiest way for them to improve their reputation is just simply stop enforcing laws with no victim if there's no property damage and there's mm-hmm. no person harmed they need to just stop enforcing all those laws their it, their reputation will improve immediately because if you only arrest people who are hurting people it won't bother people county entity you know that right, hang on you guys are talking over each other go ahead Gigi. I apologize. Excuse That's me. Okay. I didn't mean to to speak out of turn. My fault. Um, I get excited, but I didn't mean to be rude. I'm so excited. Listen, we know it's all about generating revenue yes. for mm-hmm. a police entity, mm-hmm. city, county, and or state. It's a disgrace. Yeah, you know, it's a great thing that we've got these people protecting us. Otherwise, there might be these people that just like crouched, hiding in wait to steal our money from us. Oh, wait. i got to tell you, gentlemen, That's something. exactly what they do all of the time. I grew up in a very affluent suburb of Miami. My father, when I was growing up for 15 years, God rest his soul, daddy was a criminal court judge for the 11th Circuit in Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. Miami-Dade County. My father drilled it into my head growing up. Never trust the police. Never let them look in your purse. Never <laughs> let them look in the house. Never let them in the house. Yep. I grew up petrified. If I got caught lying or doing something wrong, my mother would beat the crap out of me, and my father would punish me up the gazoo. Well, I'm sorry That's to hear about I that. Up. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very sorry to hear that uh, that uh, that the uh, that the boundaries in your household were enforced by violence is really mm. unfortunate. Oh yes, I I would agree with that as well. Uh, but what I'm trying to emphasize is that uh, I learned as a young woman: be cautious with police. Many, many weeks ago, the captain said when he got pulled over, he immediately gives his ID, leaves his hands on the wheel, and makes it very clear verbally, I will not answer any questions. That's what Daddy taught me. Amen to that, and thank the you for the call, The first thing I do Gigi. is pull out a camera and, and put an alert out on cell 411. Thanks for the call, Gigi. We appreciate you. Um, 
Yeah, I mean that's in my and this isn't legal advice. I'm not an attorney or anything, but in my summarization of things that I've learned, uh, there I can't point to one time in all of the articles that we've covered and all the history that we've covered and all the brilliance that we've had here on this show and all the different callers that we have, I can't find one time where somebody went to court could have been helped had they just opened their mouth and started talking to police at the time the police showed up. Well, nope. I, I will say that uh, if it is a matter of uh, being polite and cordial and, you know, appearing friendly, it will sometimes get them to leave you alone. Yeah, I mean, of course, you want to okay. be friendly, but I, you want to say, I'm sorry, officer, I don't yeah. answer questions. The the one exception to that is when I carried a gun, um, the, uh, the best tactic I ever found with cops was when they walked up to the door, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm carrying a pistol. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, what kind? And and all of a sudden, we're talking about guns. And uh, <laughs> yep, yep. But never talk to them about whatever it is that's going on in your life at the moment. One of the things Gigi was talking about, like things she learned growing up, one of the things I learned relatively young was when the cops come to your door and you go to answer it, you only open the door enough for you to get out and close the door behind you and talk to them outside. Do not open the door. Do Actually, not let them there's, put their foot there's in. a better trick than that. What you do is, because they always come in pairs, and so they'll, they'll come to the door and they'll be like, we only want to talk. Well, how many of you are there? Two. Talk to each other. Talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on a conversation out there. I'll yeah. be in here. When when I when I was living next door, I used to if they came to the front door, I would go around out the back door, circle around behind them, and be like, "Can I? Yeah, help you? you need to get off my property before before we have any words." <laughs> uh, interesting. Did you learn anything? You know, like sort of cautious uh, how you approach police when you were young. Oh, absolutely not. No, I, I unfortunately my uh, my parents were. B- they were very strict believers in the idea that uh, all government authority is uh, uh, by God and therefore inherently good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. I mean, I can't some get tenets of religion are harder to buy than others, but, you well, know, that's... It's profoundly ironic because... Uh, these are people who worship a man who is best known for being executed by an empire who <laughs> believed that he was a threat to their power and, by being too much of a leader. And executed by the equivalent of police. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, somebody, somebody assumed I was a Christian because I was arguing uh, the pro-gun uh, side of an argument. And he said, well, how many guns did Jesus have? And I said, not enough to prevent him from getting murdered by his government. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought maybe it was the, they were confusing you with Jesus because of the beard. <laughs> well, that too. And, you know, my obviously spiritual present. 603-283-6160. That's the phone number if you want to join us. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live. Yeah! Yeah, you can join us by dialing 603-283-6160. 
and, uh, you know, get your voice heard on nationally syndicated radio, plus a whole bunch of internet streams and podcasts and even some satellite stations. We are Free Talk Live. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. Vote for nobody because nobody knows how to live your life better than you do, and nobody should be telling you what to do. And Peakless Mountaineer, who you can't vote for if you wanted to. Peakless, you almost said not Mountaineer. What were you going to say? Huh? You, you almost not didn't say. Mm. You stumbled. What? Just you watch your lips and yes. you can't do a thing with them? We're just gonna... I, was, I was caught off guard by the sudden political campaign. <laughs> We're just going to go to your calls and thoughts. We have a, a pirate. Arr! Arr! Yeah. Um, last Ahoy. Night... Ahoy. Captain. Oh, it's Major Payne calling from Michigan, by the way. <laughs> Why are pirates so cool? You you are on Free Talk Live. Because they are. Oh, gosh. Arr. Hey, do you know, do you know the, the pirate alphabet? Pirate alphabet. Yeah, it's A... E, I, and of course, R. But anyway, yeah, they they were talking about pirate radio stations last night. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told the tale about the Mexican radio. And I thought that that song was actually written about these cats that had a pirate radio station along the Texas border. And it appears that I may have been the victim of an urban legend. Fake news! Yeah, yeah, we kind of concluded that. Well, pr- proof positive right there that even back in the 70s, Spam came in and out of the can. <laughs> Have you seen Spam Light? Do you know that they make this? And I'm like, what is the point of that? Why would you want diet Spam? As, because as long it's as cheap and high protein? Around, I am my own pirate radio station. So I thank you for that. Groovy. You, you are your own pirate radio station? Awesome. I would just like to ask, how did you do a... a how do you do a pirate uh, alphabet without the C? Oh, my. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> uh, all, that's the only missing letter was the C. You can't have a pirate without the C. I think that theory might be all wet. I'm not sure. All right. it could, Anything could else today, Major? Be. No. I'm but there's no reason to get salty about it. All right. Well, nobody's talking over you anyway. Yeah. So have a good night, Major. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Uh, let's move right along to, let's see, I think we got Jerome calling from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I want to talk about racial profiling, you know, just, um... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about cop versus cop. Yeah, yeah, that that was racial profiling because it was a white policeman that racial profiled a black policeman. Okay? Wait, so the white policeman... Wait, hang on, hang on. So the white policeman tried to arrest the black policeman because he was black? He racially profiled him. He was when they they pulled him over. Okay, he pulled him over. The white person who pulled a black. He he thought he was pulling over just a regular black driver. Okay. And when he went to talk to him, the man said, "I'm a cop," you know. And he said he he act like he didn't even care, you know. He kept at the black cop kept asking the white cop, "What did I do wrong?" And he just goes the, the white cop just go around and around and around. I'm going to arrest you. I'm going to arrest you. I'm going and he just goes around and around and around. He wouldn't tell him what he did wrong. I mean, and they almost came to blows. Okay, this is how angry the black. You, you don't happen was. to have names for these people, do you? So I can like look up what yeah, this situation was. 
it happened a couple of years ago. Oh. And, you know, you talking to that lady, uh, you are talking to, it kind of triggered my memory, you know, because hmm. I had never seen anything like that. But it was very eye-opening, you know, to see that black police, even if you're a black and you're a policeman, you can be racially profiled, okay? It can happen to you. You're an experienced prejudice. Well, eventually I'm sure it came out that he was a policeman and therefore above the law. So I'm pretty sure he didn't end up with any charges. He identified himself as the policeman. Yeah, I can do that too. Yeah, see, my favorite favorite cop story is up in Detroit. I come from Detroit. Up, Up in Detroit, they had two gangs of undercover uh cops one was the buyer on the deal the other was the seller on the deal neither one knew they were cops they they tried to arrest each other and ended up in a huge brawl (laughs) this was back in the 90s yeah i gotta tell you identifying yourself as a policeman doesn't mean much uh i've interfered with a couple of men trying to pull a woman out of her car and uh believe me they told me that they were cops I didn't believe them, but they did tell the, me that. I saw the story. I looked it up. I don't know if this was the story I saw, but there was one in Detroit where the black policeman was racially profiled by a white policeman. It, it happened in 2019 in Detroit, Michigan. So, I mean, that was an experience. In the, I still remember that. I said, whoa, hey, that could have ended up in gunfire or anything could have happened, you know. So, Jerome, let's. If I, only we were that lucky. I, I have a question, though, because you, you've yeah, used sure. the term repeatedly racially profiled or racial profiling. What, yeah. what happens when somebody racially profiles somebody else? What, what are the exact things? How do you know that you know, this one cop racially profiled the other one? What, what things occurred? Because he refused to tell him what he did wrong. He wouldn't tell him. Because the, the cop that was being pulled over, or was pulled, he kept asking them. What did you do? And he made up some flimsy charge to try to sneak. Oh, gee, that's never happened to me before. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. I I got pulled over for uh, what turns out to be having a headlight out. One of my headlights had gone out. I got pulled over. And uh, I didn't pull over soon enough to this uh, female cop's uh, liking. And so... You know, she walks up to my door. I roll down the window, uh, and she goes, "How come you didn't pull over right away?" And and I said something along the lines of, "Well, safety," because I wanted to pull into a well lit area, parking lot that had nice lights, and also somewhere where if they were going to arrest me, I could leave my car without you know getting towed away. So I pulled into a very public parking lot of a of a nice grocery store, and so she just went on to lecture me about why, like, she will be the one who decides when it's safe for me to pull over, not me. I won't decide my own safety she'll decide for me and uh, went on this tirade about it and then like you know she finished her tirade and 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 i'm like well okay is that you know am i free to go and she's like i pulled you over because you had a headlight out and i'm like oh do i and i got out of the car and i looked and i'm like hey thanks and she had already turned around to leave so <laughs> it was a comical ending to you know something these are people with guns though right i don't care what color they are what gender they are these are people with guns they got shiny badges and they think they're better than you well, i used to have guns i didn't have any badges and i didn't think i was better than anybody See, the cop, the black policeman was driving one of those unmarked police cars, and I think the white policeman said he pulled him over for some kind of license plate violation. I said, license plate violation on an unmarked police car? Come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how that ended up, you know, how it was resolved, but. 
I bet. Hey, thanks yeah. for the call tonight, Jerome. We appreciate it. I, I got one tip for you. If you don't trust the police, then anybody who does is a fool. Black guns matter. Black guns matter. 603-283-6160. More of your calls and thoughts are coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to Free Talk Live. You can find out all about us over at freetalklive.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening in the studio. It's myself, nobody, and... Peakless Mountaineer. And even though nobody's not here, nobody is still here because nobody is in that chair. He really is the opposite of Schrodinger's cat. When nobody's not there, he's still here, so nobody's always here. I can't imagine the word Schrodinger in my head to pronounce it backwards, but I would try if I could. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Uh, I I had the opportunity to just sort of look at the Washington Post's article on Mr. Walker's shooting. And uh, yeah, it's as heinous as you think it is. Uh, 46 times this dude was shot um apparently unarmed so yeah you know why I, did I, you shoot everybody in the house he was home a hail <laughs> a hail of bullets from people claiming to protect and serve uh, just mm. not you or or him so yeah uh we can talk more about that but we also have some callers let's go to olivia in arizona olivia you're on free talk live Hey, I have a quote for nobody that I haven't heard him use before, but I think he could get a lot of use out of. It's a a Henry David Thoreau quote, and it says, any fool can make a rule and any fool will mind it. Ah, yes. I like that. That is great. Who'd you say that was? Thoreau? Yes. Henry David Thoreau. Mm, One of my favorites. What do you think, nobody? Are you going to incorporate that into your nobodyisms? I probably will. I probably will. (laughs) What else is on your mind, Olivia? Um, I was, I've been watching like prison videos since I have a prison pentel, and something made me realize why we need guns. Um, so I was watching, you know, uh, it was something one of the, the YouTubers said, and I realized, so you have thousands of, of some of the hardest, baddest, toughest, most resourceful uh, criminal elements in one place all together. And only a couple hundred, maybe, guards uh, keeping them from walking out the door. So what's stopping them, right? Mm-hmm. It's just guns. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and the other reason that the regular average person walking around planet Earth may want to possess a gun is to take personal responsibility for their own security. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that, uh, you know, is key i think to being a freedom oriented person i don't care what title you give yourself if you're anarchist libertarian voluntarist or just 
you know, none of the above. Uh, taking personal responsibility for your own security seems to be a good idea, particularly because the courts keep ruling again and again and again and again and again and again and again, and again that police have no duty to protect you or your children or your families or anybody else except for, I, I don't know who, themselves perhaps, and maybe the elite. The politicians. Yes. That's. That's right. Um, all people have to do is look up Warren versus District of Columbia or DeShaney versus uh, uh, it was Social Services Department of, I can't remember which county, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and my, I guess my point was is that, so it doesn't matter how tough you are, how strong you are, like if somebody, if the government wanted to keep people uh, locked up or, or under their thumb, all it would take was a few hundred people in a certain area with guns. And if you don't have one, you're doing what you're told. It doesn't matter really and much else, you know? Mm-hmm. And we see that with prisons. The only reason those guys do what they're told is because, you know, they can't, yeah. they can't not do it. Well, yeah. Overwhelming Although force. The, the other thing that the government has is a worldwide network of people that will never, ever stop living, stop looking for you, and they'll steal as much of other people's money as it takes to do whatever they can to you. Um, you know, but but the, the 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 other thing to keep in mind with prison and guns is you think you're going to be safe without guns. How safe are they in prison where yeah. only the guards yeah. have guns? Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people getting killed in prison. And, and I've heard they're rumors. Getting killed without I've heard guns. rumors. There's rapes that go on unpunished in those places. It's true. And and drugs. There's drugs inside prison. So like hmm. you know, uh, the the one thing I do want to well, say. Well, nobody's going to shoot the drugs anyway. You you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't a, do it. That was a nobody joke. Uh, the one thing I want to say about uh, people who claim to be anti-gun. Right, these are people who are like, oh, we don't, we want a ban on assault weapons, or we don't, we want it to be super illegal for you to own a gun. They're not really anti-gun. They're just anti-you having a gun. What they're pro-gun because they only want government to have the guns. They're pro-gun, very pro-gun, and they want government to pull those guns out and point them at you because you want to take personal responsibility for your own security, and none of that makes sense. And I just imagine Uh, that if you are a member of an organization that has outright murdered this many people, maybe you don't qualify for gun ownership. Yeah, I mean, Joe Biden says mentally ill people shouldn't have guns. This coming from a senile child molester who has his finger on the nuclear button, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. The first person we should disarm is you <laughs> hey olivia thanks oh, for the call uh, before we, appreciate before we it. run off oh, no, I, I i wanted to uh match quote for quote on uh henry david thoreau uh m- one of my favorites is uh wherever you may seek solitude men will ferret you out and compel you to belong to their desperate company of odd fellows <laughs> oh that's a good one those were all excellent points and i love that quote mm. hey thanks for the call olivia we appreciate it peace um i i just it should be 
I, I know that it's military tactics 101, right? Uh, one of the first things that you get taught as far as like strat- military strategy have a is, gun is that it the <laughs> the most difficult place to conquer is a heavily armed population. Right. And mm-hmm. so if your government really was about protecting you or some geographic area that they've drawn on the map or whatever it is, they would almost do the opposite of what they're doing. They would they would probably start handing weapons out to the population if they were oh, really you mean serious. Like they did they're Ukraine serious now? about defending the Ukraine. They're not serious about defending America. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, and I mean, there's a reason that up until fairly recently, Switzerland was the neutral country of the world. And there's a reason they got away with not having these alliances of, oh, well, if you attack me, that's that means all these people are at war with you, too. And the reason is because they had heavily armed population. It's really that mm-hmm. simple. I mean, people are like, well, you can't defend yourself against the government unless you have F-15s and tanks and nuclear submarines. It's like, tell that to the Taliban, the Viet Cong. Precisely <laughs> my point. Yep. There are plenty of places where they were uh, underarmed by those comparisons, but the fact that they had some amount of armament and a willing population to fight off the imperial oppressors that were trying to dominate them into subservience meant that they could. It, it helps if you have cast iron testicles, too. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> I, I don't think I would ever want to put mine into well, something that cast them in iron. Well, and I mean, that is one thing that like really disappointed me about Texas. I mean, they, they talk real big about, oh, yeah, we got the gun, the shotgun in the back of the, the pickup. But when it comes down to, yeah, you're not allowed to go to church anymore because there's a flu. Turns right. out, no one has the spine to stand up against someone telling them what to do. Well, their gun laws are also pretty bad. They were the, New New Hampshire is way better in terms of gun freedom. Yeah, it's than an undeserved Texas reputation. Ever been six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That's the telephone number here. We'll get more of your calls and more free talk live coming up. It's the Saturday Night Edition. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Peakless Mountaineer. Do you really want liberty in your lifetime? I do. I know I do. Oh, yeah. Later this year, Mark Edge of Free Talk Live is speaking at Free Cities Foundation's annual conference, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It's going to be held in the beautiful city of Prague, October 21st through the 23rd, and it showcases autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress, and will explore physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance, that offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in their future. 
Free Private Cities is offering all Free Talk Live listeners a special 20% discount on tickets, which can be claimed on checkout using the promo code FTL20. That's FTL20. To find out more about the conference, visit LifetimeLiberty.com and follow the conference on Twitter using the handle at LibertyIOL. Make sure to get your tickets soon and take advantage of the early bird discount. If you'd like to buy your ticket in Bitcoin, you can drop them a Twitter DM for instructions on how to do so. Again, LifetimeLiberty.com. Use the code FTL20. It's in Prague, October 21st through the 23rd. So so that's where the program is. <laughs> uh, I made some joke recently about if you're a in a prog band and you're from Prague, are you just in a band? <laughs> yeah. Like anyway. if you're wearing rose-covered glasses, rose-colored glasses, the red flags just look like flags. <laughs> that's, that's true. Look, they're surrendering. If you're in China and you go out for Chinese food, you really just go out for food. It's true. Mm. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Bill calling from Delaware. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay, thank you for taking my call, Captain. Uh, I am following up on the call that the woman made earlier about the 46 shots into this young black boy uh, in Akron, Ohio. Yes, indeed. I heard on one news report on this three days ago, I heard it only once and never heard it again, uh, is that the, the woman who was speaking from the news report said the police never checked the boy's hands for gunfire residue. Oh. And that's, that's what they the said. The plot thickens. That, that yep. is very important. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was terribly suspicious when I found out, wait, so he left the gun and the, the magazine separately on the passenger side seat. Well, gee, how convenient. Yeah. See, that... And unlikely. I mean, well, if if you're going to take a shot, at, a shot at the cops... You might as well go whole hog, because they're only going to kill you once, and they're going to kill you that once. Well, here's the, here's the, the thing that I'm, 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 I'm uh, concerned about. They said, according to police uh, uh, dash cams or, or from their uh, cameras, their body cameras, that the, the boy fired a gun out the window. Well, now, right. One of the officers said he heard a shot. Yeah. Now, it could have been anything. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that he saw a shot because there's something called muzzle flash. If the gun is pointed at you, generally oh. speaking, you see. Okay. He might have been smoking out the window, too. You never know. Yeah. Now, the, now, But the thing is, if he fired a weapon, there would be gun residue all over his hand. That's a fact. And, mm-hmm. and that's easy enough to check. But it's really easy to check. That. Yeah, this uh, this couple but of But how easy is it to apply after the fact? Because I don't put anything past the cops. I think they will very happily fake evidence if they get the chance. A lot of people looking at this and, and was it with uh, uh, people were taking videos of this. Yeah, well, this oh, from good. the Washington Post, it says, On Friday, Kohler said Walker's hands were not tested for gunshot residue during the autopsy, a practice the office discontinued in 2016. Wow. While, while the test can detect gunshot residue, it cannot be used as an absolute judgment of whether a person fired a weapon, Kohler said, because the particles it detects can be easily removed. Huh. The thing is, they can they be removed, so that's a false negative, but yeah. um, 
you know, it would still tell you something if that was there. I'm sorry. Go Correct. ahead, Bill. Go ahead. If, if there was residue there, it would say in a short period of time uh, after they uh, after he was dead, you know, he wasn't going to move. He wasn't going to do anything with his hands at that point, And either he had it on there or he didn't. Well, there is one uh, exception to that, because you have to remember who is being entrusted with the body. The police. Right. The coroner. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and the coroner who works very closely police. with the police. The dim-witted police. That's right. Right. The coroner who, I mean, they're, they're, they're basically part of one, one gang, really. So, I mean, essentially, you have this unbelievable access to the corpse by the very people who may have just murdered this guy. Yeah. That's correct. And here, here in That's Delaware, how they usually... Oh, good. Here in Wilmington, about a year ago... The medical examiner coroner got fired because he was uh, doing things improperly, uh, fudging uh, uh, tests and so forth. Those mm-hmm. kind of things that, that that fired him, and he should be in jail, if you ask me. I think they took his license away. Well, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there is just endless evidence of police and their associates lying to cover up for each other. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not that hard for them to, you know, take a gun into the morgue with a blank put it in his hand and fire it and oh look there's residue here so i mean mm-hmm. while I, I i wouldn't necessarily trust it either way it's still weird that they're not testing this at all in massachusetts there was a woman who worked in the drug lab who faked thousands and thousands of yes, tests i remember that and uh, i'm not generally a supporter of the death penalty but uh I would definitely vote to vote to give her have her ride the lightning. Apparently, the the Akron Akron city officials, uh, uh, you know, are so worried about you know riots and that kind of a thing that they canceled their Fourth of July celebration. They implemented curfews and called for demonstrations to be peaceful. On Wednesday, yeah. on Wednesday hun- uh, hundreds attended Walker's funerals during a citywide day of mourning. During the service, Reverend Robert Dijonette. A cousin of Walker uh, said the names of more than 10 black people who were killed by police. Uh, the list ended with Walker. Now, I imagine, are those 10 black people killed this year? I imagine they're all recent uh, things because I think that list would be more than 10. <laughs> mm. Well, anyway, that's that's what. Thank you for uh, for your input on this about the, uh, the. I did not read the thing from the New was it from the New York Times? Uh, I just happened to be reading from the Washington Post. I just, Washington yeah, Post. I looked it up. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that with me because that, that explains some things. Hey, we appreciate the call, Bill. Yeah, it's a suspicious circumstance all around, and unfortunately, no one that I trust is going to investigate it. Yeah, in yeah. fact, uh, it said here it was going to be uh, an internal investigation by the Akron Police Office of Professional Standards and Accountability. Wait, wait we're going to investigate a... ourselves and find we did nothing wrong. Uh, that was the... the very premonition I was having. You you had a prophecy? I had you a were premonition, a, a vision that they would investigate themselves and find that they had none, nothing wrong. It is so That always happens when I investigate myself too. <laughs> like uh, when you start like really thinking about the non-aggression principle and applying it to everyday life, it is comical. It's beyond comical how predictable this stuff is regarding the state. 
right? Exactly. You guys both had the same thing, right? You know, oh, they're going to investigate themselves, right? How many times have we heard that? Hundreds of times. They investigated themselves, found they did nothing wrong. They investigated themselves, found they did nothing wrong. It's Mm. generally a safe bet. People are going to do what they always do. You know, I got a bunch of chickens. that's what they always do. I got a bunch of chickens missing, but I talked to the foxes and they said they didn't do it. So, I mean, case closed. It remains a mystery. One of those foxes was pretty foxy, too. Oh, she was a vixen. (laughs) Wait, isn't vixen a reindeer? No, no, you're thinking of blitzen? No, that's venison. Oh, no, actually, I'm thinking of the the female-fronted, all-female hair metal band called Vixen. Ah. Out of, uh, you know, I don't know, 82 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Vixen is literally female fox. How can you tell if girls are doing hair metal? Yeah, they do kind of dress the same as the dudes, Four right? Four pounds of hairspray. Well, yeah, but that's what the dudes did, too, and they all wear spandex. And, you know, you're right. I don't know that I could actually differentiate them between some of the uh, the hair metal dudes. So, yeah. 603-283-6160. Hour number three of Free Talk Live is coming up. live call-in radio program that comes to you from the perspective of peace, liberty, freedom, and prosperity. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, your mother, and Beakless Mountaineer. (laughs) Nobody's my mother? You bastard. (laughs) Son of a motherless goat. (laughs) I guess that would make me a bastard. It would have to. Yes, indeed. Uh, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Super bastard! If you can identify your mother, uh, <laughs> no, I thought a super bastard needed to wear a cape and have powers. Super bastard <laughs> to the rescue! Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Do you guys uh, you want to do mystery caller? Mystery caller, you're on Free Talk Live, unscreened. You're live and on the radio. Hello, mystery caller. Going once. Mystery caller going twice. Wireless caller going three times. All right. Well, I guess they didn't really want to be on the show. They're wireless now. (laughs) So uh, where should we go next? How about this? We talked a little bit about guns already today. uh, This is from Fee. Uh, What is Fee? The Foundation for Economic Education. Thank you. F-E-E dot org. The federal government's own study concluded its ban on assault weapons did not reduce gun violence. But they want to do it again anyway because ineffective solutions are their favorite solution. Well, they didn't lock down hard enough. So uh, there has been some recent uh, legislation proposed in the United States regarding guns and things of that nature and Generally, there always is. It's an ongoing battle. Uh, the government wants to take away your ability to defend yourself, and uh, they should have no say in that whatsoever. Uh, as a free man uh, who is responsible f- and taking responsibility for himself and his own security, uh, 
the government should have zero say in any of that. Well, certainly anybody who's in, routinely in, engaged in felonies like extortion and murder should not be making my security decisions for me. And that's what government does, extortion and murder. Agreed. And when these uh, politicians come out and they talk about Also how, kidnapping. Yeah. These politicians come out and they talk about... You know how, oh, well, blah, 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 and you don't need a gun for this, and you don't need a gun for that. Great. Show us how it's done. Stop having bodyguards with uh, guns. Stop, uh, you know, put down the guns of government. Have your police put down mm-hmm. all their guns. Have the military put down their guns. Show us how it's done. And if you provide a good product, people will still buy it. Show but us, you don't, and they won't. Show us how it's done, government. Put down your guns first. Show us how to get things done without violence, without murder. Mm-hmm. Well, and the people who support these ideas, I mean, they really just want to feel like they're doing everything they can. And if they're so even if it's stupid, yeah, even if it's stupid, even if it doesn't work, even if it causes tremendous trouble by doing it, as long as they're trying, there's got to we got to do something. Why isn't anyone doing anything? We got to do something about this, even if what we do always makes it worse. So this article is from a little, like, uh, June 6th, so uh, they make some references that are a bit outdated. Uh, However, the 1994 assault weapons ban. Uh, There are numerous problems with this proposal, starting with why the sticky question of defining what an assault weapon is. Assault rifles, which by definition are capable of selective fire, are already banned under the National Firearms Act of 1934. The vague phrase, assault weapon, is basically a tautology by definition. Any weapon can be used to assault someone and virtually useless. The term Mm -hmm. might be effective politically, but as the economist Thomas Sowell has pointed out, the guns politicians choose to define as assault weapons typically are no more dangerous than others that are not specified. But they look scary. They're black. They're even racist when it comes to guns. Mm. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, we know this because the U.S. had a ban on assault weapons as recently as 2004, something gun control supporters recently pointed out on Twitter. We had an assault weapon ban for 10 years, 1994 to 2004, said Dr. Joanne Freeman, a historian at Yale University. The world didn't end. People kept their other guns. They bought new guns. It was hardly an attack on gun ownership. The Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act. Unless you're one of the millions of people who's out thousands of dollars as a result of an ineffective program. Right. Uh, The Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act 1994 targeted firearms deemed, quote, useful in military and criminal applications, but unnecessary in shooting, sports, or self-defense. No military uses the AR-15, which is a semi-automatic rifle. They use full-auto M-16s, M-4s, and other such weapons. And, uh, God, if, if the morons in our government want to convince me of anything about guns, the first thing they would have to do is actually know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, agreed. Well, you know, I mean, if a gun looks scary, then it's obviously a criminal they all gun. They look scary. They'll kill if you're looking at the wrong end of them. Yeah, well, and <laughs> and I will point out that this isn't what we mean when we say black guns matter. 
We mean uh, to say that we're very much in favor of putting guns in the hands of black people because you were the ones they wanted to keep disarmed when gun control was invented. Oh, yeah. It was, inv- I mean, Ronald Reagan actually signed the bill that outlawed open carry in california well why the hell did he do that because the black panthers were open carrying well ronald reagan isn't around anymore and i'd like to see the the black panthers come back because the black panthers did a lot of good for for uh, i mean i don't agree with all of their politics but i don't have to because they weren't interested in in controlling me forcing you to follow their politics they were interested and helping out their own community and they did a good job of it in a lot of ways they also invented cop blocking and uh cop blocking is a wonderful thing well i was referring to the very first gun controls which happened directly after the freeing of the slaves during reconstruction they were trying to stop black people from forming militias to Mm -hmm. defend themselves against the ku klux klan exactly so during this 10-year period of, of bans on assault-style weapons, there was a decline in crimes committed with firearms that were banned, but the drop was replaced by crimes committed with other types of firearms that were not banned. It reminds me of my favorite Archie Bunker line ever. Gloria, the little idiot, uh, says... Do you realize that 30,000 people a year are murdered by firearms in the United States? And Archie looks at her and says, would you feel better if they was pushed out a windows, little girl? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, it it is true that the choice to kill always happens before the choice of weapon. Mm. So That's true. Uh, and and you can see this in places where you know guns are banned, uh, places like Australia, uh, parts of England, right, where they the police yell halt or I'll yell halt again, right. Uh, mm-hmm. People just Although use other weapons. Actually, since they outlawed guns in England, the police have had to arm themselves oh, because weird. the violence has gotten so much worse. Huh. Now, I got a quick question. Have you ever been asked by a policeman when they pull you over, do you have any weapons in the car? I have. That is the most idiotic question I have ever heard in my life. And I will answer truthfully no, because right now I haven't decided to make any of them a weapon. But I'll tell you what, I can turn just about anything into a weapon. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of the uh, principles of, uh, what is it, Jeet Kune Do, Ninjutsu, mm-hmm. some other martial arts I can't think of off the top of my head, where like the idea is that anything can be a weapon. And it's that same principle. If you decide that you're going to kill people, you're going to kill people. And if you can't do it this way, you'll do it that way. Do you have uh, Do you have a weapon in the car? Yes, I have my squishy flintle lobe. My <laughs> weapon is the car. <laughs> <laughs> Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. More free talk live is coming up. Zero three two eight three six one six oh. That is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live in the studio tonight. It is myself, the captain, 
Nobody. And Peakless Mountaineer. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. And we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it is really taking off now with well over a hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, well over one million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line about COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. I am surprised it still exists. <laughs> I really am, too. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel. Just visit video.freetalklive.com. If you do want to go all in, download the desktop app over at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help Seed to keep it online forever. Again, follow us on Odyssey over at video.freetalklive.com. And in the meantime, don't tell YouTube we're not communists. (laughs) I do want to make mention of something uh, that I only mentioned one time, uh, maybe about a week or so before it happened. There is uh, an HBO television series called The Anarchists. Uh, This is a uh, six-part documentary series. Uh, I believe the Jaws music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a six-part series. Uh, only, <laughs> and I believe uh, episode number two is going to air tonight. It's a HBO Max production. It follows a bunch of very freedom-oriented people uh, through the events of the, I guess, the last six years. They followed them around for six years surrounding Anarchapulco, one of the largest freedom events. Yeah, I got followed around for six years, and it was the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should make a nobody documentary. Somebody should. We need a filmmaker. Somebody, well, we've got Bo. Okay. And we've got a voice guy, right? We can employ Zeus. So, yeah. Hmm. 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 We just got to find somebody to finance. Yeah, and produce it. Uh, mm-hmm. At any rate, uh, that's going on. Uh, so you know, if you want to hear about the non-aggression principle and some folks who subscribe to that and their perspective on the events uh, surrounding Anarchapulco over the last six or so years, tune into that. Uh, it so far, I've seen episode one. I invited a few close friends to view it. Uh, with me and will continue to do so throughout the series so far it's not a hit piece so far i've only seen it's only one episode out so episode two will air tonight it's so nice when they do something about non-communists and it's not a hit piece and so rare well and i i think uh, a lot of folks are disappointed because it it seems to focus a bit on jeff berwick who's the founder of anarchapulco he also used to do a youtube thing called anarchast I uh, liked Anarchast. It was a good show. I, I also did enjoy his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, but I think like the reason they can get away with telling this story and it not be a hit piece is because it all happens outside of the empire of the United States. Right. Right. So Jeff Berwick, being a Canadian guy, made some money during the dot com era, sold his business and, you know, went on down to ended up, you know, sort of putting down roots in Acapulco, Mexico. And, you know, one day starts this Anarchapulco, this Freedom Conference because he was Mm -hmm. tired. Uh, So 
the whole thing because he happened, was tired. He was tired of uh, oh, going being to, the only anarchist. Around. I was gonna say because that's a lot of work to do when you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> he was tired of coming to America for all these freedom conferences and having to get harassed by the TSA and you know produce all sorts of documents and paperwork and shove this into your brain yeah. and then bend over, please. Thousands standing around. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because it is airing Sunday nights, HBO Max. Uh, we're doing our viewings on Mondays. So, uh, you know, give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Robert calling from Charleston. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I just wanted to say that in 1917, after the what they call in Russia the, the Great October Revolution, Vladimir Ilyich Lenin left. I didn't think it was so great. Well, they, 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 the, the communists thought so, at least at once at the top did, but the workers were not so sure. So anyhow, he went to Vladimir Lenin, loved to go to the factories to, to see how the workers were doing and to say hello and to do a little public relations. And uh, he saw a worker with a gun, a rifle. So he walked over and tried to take it from him. And, and the guy pulled back and he said, which means, no, this could come in handy. So even then, the um, workers were still very suspicious, apparently, of the of the of the communist leadership at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, when and, it comes uh, to well, when it comes to solutions, that was the only part Marx got right: is arming the workers. Yeah, and and Marx actually, a lot of leftists won't realize this, but Marx said that any uh, any attempt to uh to disarm the working people of of well wherever you are must be must be uh um must be resisted by force if necessary um and uh you know even a stopped clock is right twice a day hey thanks for the call we appreciate it um I saw a meme recently going around the internet, and it's something like this. Uh, the reason that they want to disarm you is because they're afraid uh, that what they're about to do to you will result in you taking aim at them. Right. Yeah. It's really the only reason to disarm people. Now, yeah. they will have what uh, what is referred to as useful idiots who, oh, well, the, the, the problem with all these things is all the guns. All this gun violence exists because of the guns. So, I, I mean, honestly, I assume that these are mostly well-meaning people who simply don't know any better. Now, as far as they're concerned, they, they really want... should spend their time cutting off their dicks to fight rape, though. Yeah. That's about as useful. It really is. And, and and as far as those people go, I, I, I trust their sincerity. Like, they're, they're tired of hearing the news constantly drone on about the next gun violence right. thing. But as far as the people who are organizing and funding these movements, now what they want is to disarm the population right. because they're about to pull some ass that everyone is going to want to fight and they want no one to be able to probably the same people who are organizing and funding these mass shooters who you know it's kind of amazing this 18 year old kid who uh who who did a shooting he worked at like walmart or something Mm -hmm. he had like twenty thousand dollars worth of guns where to get that hmm. you know interesting question top of the line ar-15 clones you know the thousand dollar version not the 300 dollars right. version where do you get that somebody paid for it one him 
These are the questions, and very good questions. And and why did the Texas police protect the shooter against the parent? Again, more good questions. 603-283-6160. If you have the answers, give us a call. This is Free Talk Live. More is on the way. It is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday night edition. And before we get back to your calls and your thoughts, I just I want to say thank you to Eric Haley. Eric Haley is a gold level amplifier. What does that mean? That means Eric finds enough value in this particular radio program that he wants to support us. And he went over to amps.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P-S. Amps stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. Amps.freetalklive.com. And he decided to become a contributor to this program. Where does that money go? Well, that money goes primarily to get us onto more radio stations. So if you enjoy the subjects the perspective, the hosts, the co-hosts, the cast of characters, the callers that we have. Uh, If you're just an avid listener, if you're a caller yourself and you derive value out of this program, please consider becoming an amplifier. Help us spread the message of liberty, freedom, peace, and prosperity to more people. Thank you again, Eric Haley, for your contributions and for being an amplifier. Amps.freetalklive.com. All right, moving right along, let's go to, we've got Jill calling from Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I think this uh, campaign against guns is actually a kind of just a campaign at bottom, a campaign against self-defense. You can see this in homes and in in schoolhouses, too. The the person in charge says, don't fight. If, if somebody does something to you, come to me. But you come to the person in charge, and the person in charge, why do you keep quarreling? Why do you keep bothering me? And doesn't want to do anything about it. And uh, and and in the schoolyard, you see, is if somebody kicks you in the shin, well, you don't. You're not supposed to retaliate. You just come to me. So you come to the authority, person in authority, and nothing is done uh, short of a lot of words. This is hypocritical garbage. Oh, yeah. And I. Uh, and that's the way it often carries on. Yeah, you don't see anybody mm-hmm. trying to ban, you know, Taekwondo dojos, right? Because, well, everybody's yeah. like, well, that's self-defense. Well, okay, but so is owning a gun. That is self-defense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's probably a future step. Do you know that uh, in in England, you can't buy cutlery without going through what we have to go through to get a gun mm-hmm. you can't buy a knife yeah and i do honestly wonder if in england it's going to reach a point where uh the muggings will simply be a matter of proving that you know martial arts 
and then uh, give me your wallet. No, nah, the criminals because they've, still they've have banned, weapons. Well, I mean, they've banned they've banned the, the the knives. How long before they ban the chains and then pieces of pipe and forks and mm-hmm. spoons and plates? Jill, your thoughts? Screwdrivers. Now, what if the person, what if the antagonist didn't uh, didn't actually kill you or uh, or take your car? What if he just kicked you in the shin? My, from what I understand from way back, more than about 60 years, give a bully an inch, he'll take a yard. That's a fact. So you shouldn't mm-hmm. give him an inch in the first place. And, you know, that's interesting you bring that up. because and the government is a perfect example of that. And, oh, yeah. And, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. Uh, there was a time not too long ago maybe in the last decade or so, when there was this big push, media, government, big push, anti-bullying. Remember this? It was all mm-hmm. over the media, all that kind of thing. And uh, they had to be very careful that they didn't point this anti-bullying campaign against themselves because government meets the definition of bully. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't say government in itself is necessarily like that. We... We uh, the evidence says otherwise. Criminals, but we well, I mean, okay, controlled by a constitution. <laughs> but, uh, the thing is, it's in not what way has it ever been controlled by a constitution? Well, okay, all three of you, somebody go first. Well, I mean, nobody and I are saying the same thing. When has it ever been controlled by the in constitution? The stereo, where available. <laughs> Jill, when Wait, has when when has it been controlled by the by the constitution? It's not perfect, but we've had amendments and things. It's not things good. That... It's not neutral. Hmm. It, I mean, it's not even good enough that you would pay for their services if they didn't threaten violence if you didn't. I don't want the government defending me because mostly they defend me from my own choices. And they do a lot of that, but we have to change the change the basic the basic thing about government that its only purpose is to protect human beings from force and violence and to punish same and that that's it's never not been for true education or it's not pro- it's only proper per- purpose uh, and, and, and it shouldn't be allowed to mess with education and all that other garbage yeah, but the, the market can provide right all of those in, things in theory that 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 is supposed to be the uh the purpose of government as laid out in the declaration of independence um, you know, it is to secure these rights that governments are instituted amongst men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Uh, the problem is, with respect to me, all of their powers are unjust because I do not consent. Nor have I And ever. the reason is I don't buy my security services from extortionists. And when you say, if you don't buy my security services, I'm going to come back and hurt you, that is a crime right there. It's called extortion. What and- I say is when... When you bring the government down to its proper functions, you can institute a system of voluntary financing, a law enforcement mm-hmm. fee, which if you don't choose to pay it, well and good, but then it won't do you any good to call 911 because the, mm-hmm. the police won't come to this address. I would agree, I agree, but agree with what you you're there. describing there is bringing it down to zero. Like, yeah, that is bringing it's not it down a government to zero. anymore at that point because the definition of government is they force you to pay for it whether you want it or not. 
Well, you see, well, under my system, they, that wouldn't be done. Yeah. Well, then I Under think, mine either. Well, it sounds to me like you're an anarchist then. Because, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, well, well no, I mean, uh, so here's the thing. If you give them any monopoly, especially a monopoly on force, the initiation of force, if you give them any monopoly, they will expand to their current size and beyond. Yes. Mm-hmm. Initiation of force? I'm talking about retaliatory force. Well, I, mm-hmm. well, they're the ones who are allowed to nab you and put you in a cell, aren't they? Yeah. Well, it's as soon as they tax as they can tax you or they can use their powers uh, in some capacity other than defending others against you. And anybody can do that. If I'm if I'm beating somebody else, somebody up, everybody and anybody has the right to make me stop. Okay, Mm -hmm. by force, if necessary, you know, but. Nobody has the right to say, hey, if I see somebody beating you up, I'm going to stop them. And therefore, you have to pay me whether you like it or not, whether it happens or not, and whether or not I deserve deliver the, the services that I'm promising. Um, well, I just proposed a law enforcement fee, which would be voluntary. Yeah. The incentive being a sort of insurance against crime. And and I and I would agree with, with you an there. Worldview. I just wouldn't call it a government at that point because if it's not forced on everybody at gunpoint, right. it's not a government. What I don't want, Jill, is what I don't want is I don't want only one choice in security provider because if the provider of the security, this you know uh, crime deterrent organization, if there's only one of them, I have no choice. They're a monopoly. I want choice because if they do a bad job, I want to be able to take my business elsewhere. Thank you for the call, Joe. We appreciate you. every monopoly becomes corrupt. It certainly does. 603-283-6160. That's our number here at Free Talk Live. I wish more people would come to the conclusion that violence is not the answer, and that's all government is based on. More Free Talk Live coming up. It is Free Talk Live. Well, it's the final segment already. If you've missed any of tonight's program, feel free to go over to freetalklive.com. Check out the archives. Uh, We've got archives going back longer than uh, I can shake a stick at. So uh, there's a whole bunch of episodes there you can catch up on classics. How long can you shake a stick? I'd say about a decade or so. I mean, uh, do I have to do it 24-7? Because that, you know, if I could, like, take Your a break. Your arm would get tired after yeah. a decade <laughs> of shaking the stick. Yeah. So, I don't like to shake my stick in public. Mm. Uh, this is Free Talk Live, so, of course, we're a live call-in radio program. And let's just go right away to your calls and your thoughts. We have David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Speaking of uh, not liking to shake his stick, what was that German phrase? Oh, oh and this is uh, leading into uh, cocaine-snorting judges that beat their girlfriends. Wait, but wait. Are, are you talking about cocaine-snorting the judges or the judges-snorting the cocaine? Oh, I thought he said well, propane. 
That They probably snorted that, too, and I'm not sure which direction it goes. Knowing these judges, uh, I've heard accounts, it's probably all of the above. All right, go ahead. So this guy comes up to me before the show, and he says, hey, want to snort? I said, sure. There you go, just like that. The pig. <laughs> you can tie that in there. And uh, uh, so, you know, that German sentence you guys uh, were, were uh, making use of earlier, what was that? Oh, uh, I... Uh, Picos at it. Ich liebe dich. Uh, so that's I love dick? What was that? Dich. It's you. Uh, it's informal uh-huh. you. Oh, As opposed so to not... ich lieben sie, which would be I love you formally, which is just an absolutely awkward sentence. So it's not as a, so it's not like the uh it's not it's not like the shortened form of Richard. No. So you don't love Richard. Okay, all right, good, good. Just want to get that clear. Um No, with a D, not an the, R. Yeah. There you go. Um all right, so get, get was, to the cocaine snorting judges. It's right, it's right here, man. It's right here. I brought to you uh, this is coming from uh, Joe Monahan's New Mexico dot dot com. Joe is a retired mainstream a journalist uh, well-known in Albuquerque and has his little blog here to blow the whistle on fun stuff to blow the whistle on. And I shared with you last weekend an article, uh, first of, a, of two articles, on this situation where these uh, cocaine-snorting judges were beating their girlfriends. Um, and uh, we won't get through this one because this is longer than the other one, but we'll use it as a guide here uh, and entertain ourselves and inform the uh, public, especially those in New Mexico. Get to the point, David. People. This, this is the point. This is the point. You're, you're being very shallow. This is, this is the point. I'm sorry if I have to go to the second grade version. Woman in, woman in Jewel case speaks. I love him, she declares, talking about Judge Ch- Tommy Jewel. She was having an affair with him on, on his, uh, his wife, uh, Angela Jewel, who was the judge that trafficked my case the year before this woman uh, gave this, uh, this interview to this reporter condemns secretary as Jewel bows out. Plus, uh, odd twist, this uh, woman that he was having an affair with was a student of the governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson. He taught a class at the, oh, what's that word, Captain? Uh, Nepo and incesto, Nepo incesto. Neposestuous. Neposestuous. There you go, because that very well describes uh, uh, New Mexico, as you see here, that uh, the, the, the judge in my case, um, uh, he, her husband who's also a judge having an affair and the woman he's having an affair with is a student of the governor of new mexico okay so david it's like days of our lives here we don't need the background and everything get to the get to the cocaine snorting judges that, man that that oh okay well if you want to know about just the cocaine part we can save all the other exciting details for later the cocaine part is if you if we just go all the way down to the bottom of this article um the uh the this uh the this woman uh, was beat up by this judge, Tommy Jewell. Remember, at least that was the allegation. And because she, she filed a police report, and there was a criminal complaint swore out, and it was a court case. Okay. And right. the, the, thanks for the call, David. I didn't hear anything about cocaine snorting judges in there. Let's uh, move right along. But the police flag is black and blue, just like forty percent of their wives. We've got Jacob in Alabama. Jacob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're good. What's on your mind? So uh, I was just curious, uh, you know, living living in Alabama in the in the central of uh, Montgomery, most people here are pretty left sided, and I was curious to ask you guys, you know, with the upcoming election in 2024, I I heard some 
some backlash of people saying that Trump was going to try to uh, run for president again. And the issue that most people have run into here is, you know, we all voted against Trump because, you know, we, we didn't like what he was saying. He's a bad person in general. But the issue we've come into is that the economy and the gas prices and mostly everything is just shot up the moment we have him not in office. So I guess I was just curious to ask, what are you guys' opinion on that? Well, I mean, the first thing that I would point out is that if you're a decent human being, you're not going to be president because in order to be the president, you have to do things like murder children. Um, and, uh, and that's not something that decent people do, but yet when they drop bombs on random villages, those villages have children in them. Um, and so they are murdering children. So anyone who occupies such an office is going to be a horrible, horrible human being because they're willing to make their living murdering children. Yeah, I think uh, what they're the- also willing to engage in extortion, force people to pay for products they don't want w- at gunpoint. So, so you, you know, not being a decent human being is is not really a good way to judge a candidate because they're all horrible. Yeah, so I think what really upset people the most about Trump was that he didn't maintain decorum. So he didn't, you know, give the illusion of being a wonderful paragon of humanity while doing all of these unspeakably evil things while helping the Yemeni genocide go on, for example, uh, while, you know bombing and murdering all of these innocent children while extorting countries, as a matter of fact, not only individuals, like that seemed to be the really big problem. But he talked about his penis size on television. Yeah. (laughs) But was he any more evil than every other bastard who tries to become president? The funny thing is he's actually the only president I, I, and for the record I'd never voted for Trump I voted for uh, Joe Jorgensen and Gary Johnson but uh but you know he's the only president perhaps during my lifetime or at least since Carter who didn't start any new wars I'm glad you brought up uh, the voting part because there is some blame to lay here at the feet of everybody who did vote. Now, they say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Well, we have the largest empire to ever exist in Earth's history. What was supposed to be an experiment in the smallest government ever. That's what the founders, you know, sort of fra- I'm paraphrasing all of their words, but that was the idea, was that they wanted to have the smallest government possible, right? And it was an experiment because nobody had ever done this before. It turned into the largest empire ever in Earth's history, and that's what we have now. Now, how did it get that way? There's some blame to lay at the feet of people who vote, until Americans can pull their heads out of their collective asses and get out of the left, right, blue, red paradigm and start looking at people that might, might do things a little bit differently or have a different philosophy on it. Until that happens, we're going to keep getting this bowl of crap and the bowl is just going to continue to increase in size regardless of the Democrat or Republican that's in the chair. And I maintain that it's the chair itself that's the problem. And I would say that there's 
there's blame to be laid at the feet of everyone today who is exclusively transacting in U.S. dollars. You have other options, people. You can transact in silver. You can transact in gold. You can barter. You can use cryptocurrencies. You have options. But instead, you are trading your time, your most valuable asset, the one thing you can never replace, and you are trading it for their ability to create destruction. That's what dollars are. They are nothing more or less than the ability of the United States empire to murder people around the world and make your time pay for it. Anything else, Jacob? Absolutely true. When you, when you, when you trade in their money, you put energy into their system because that's what money is. It's energy. We are out of time. Thank you to our callers, our listeners. Thanks to you guys for doing this program with me here tonight. If you missed any of this, find our archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.